down there. Cool story, Peter. Some. <laughs> what? <laughs> Lord of the Rings. This is my Fredo impression. Okay. Uh, Wow. Mm. Okay. So rough start. Rough start. <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome, <laughs> welcome to the Too Much Free Time podcast. <laughs> um, I'm, your, I'm your host, Mark Burris. With me, as always, are Peter Blankenship <laughs> and John Girdler. <laughs> Guys, I have a spider bite. I'm are not even serious? kidding. On my knuckle. Oh, yeah. that's hilarious. Wow. Ironic. That's her name is Spider. We <laughs> Joining us after a while. Not, you haven't been on in a while. Uh, Zach Brown, welcome back. Hello again, listeners. Uh, well, Zach, we are doing our superhero summer, and uh, it's John's pick this week. And John, would you like to introduce your movie? Yeah, and summer is almost over. Oh yeah. Um, but I choose the original Spider-Man from 2002, starring Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, and um, William Defoe, Defoe, James Franco. William There's a Defoe, lot of Franco, James Franco, yeah, and yeah. Uncle Ben. There's literally <laughs> like a lot of famous people. This really this. kicked off their career. I think. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of well, Tobey Maguire ended up not really going anywhere, but well, he's already been in. He was in a lot of stuff. He was like a Random October stuff. Sky. No, but that was before. Whoa, that was Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> but Oct- <laughs> <You're serious>? yeah, <laughs> October Sky is no, Jake Gyllenhaal. He was in what was what was the the one he's Pleasantville in co- college? Yeah, oh. Pleasantville. Or he's in Bad Lieutenant. I think. No, it's not Animal House. It's like that though. Van Wilder. No, God. Road trip. <laughs> Old school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 he was also um he was not Sea Biscuit, but he was oh, that's right. Was, <laughs> he wasn't that. I'm just saying I was going to say after this movie he wasn't oh, in a shit, lot, it I feel like. Jake Hall. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Brothers. That was a good movie. Kind of oh, yeah, depressing as hell. But I just mean in the sense of like out of all the actors in this movie, he probably took off the least. And I think it's kind of because Cider House rules. But I, oh yes, that's house rules. But I also feel like if you're to judge everybody's acting throughout this whole movie, I would put him at the lower end of how everyone really? did. Really, I feel like I've always said that, uh, like especially after the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man's came out, I always have said that uh, Tobey Maguire was a great Peter Parker, not a great Spider-Man. And like I would, because like Andrew Garfield to me was never Peter Parker. Him like strolling through the hallways, being like, "Oh, I'm the outcast," looking like Andrew Garfield, and he just has like his hood up to be like, "I'm emo." Like, yeah. but he was a good Spider-Man. Like, he made good wisecracks in Amazing Spider-Man. But Tobey Maguire's like, I think Tobey Maguire has a good voice for it though. Like yeah. when he's under the mask, that's kind of how I would picture Spider-Man. He's got a voice made for. Superhero or something? No, yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I don't know. It's it's interesting, <laughs> like because you know Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man, and I think they just announced the sequel to uh, Homecoming, prom. Uh, called Prom. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Sadie Hawkins. <No. laughs> but like he's been killing it. So like yeah, he's I used awesome. to be a big like Tobey Maguire's was my favorite. I I after especially after watching this for the first time in forever, I'm starting to lean more towards I think Tom Holland's. Doesn't the best balance of Peter Parker and Spider Man, and I definitely part of that I think is the writing because oh, yeah. it's it's not that great in this movie. Like he gets really good being awkward. He's, yeah. he's great at being awkward in this movie, but the writing's also really awkward and kind of right. stilted but, throughout. But that's when I would argue the acting comes into play because like William Defoe's lines aren't any better, but William Defoe goes mm-hmm. goes ham he's in this movie. Creepy. Yeah. I love William Defoe in this. It's so over the top. But in a, he commits to it. You know what I mean? So it makes it incredible. It helps because he has this, a villainous face. He does have a like very his face villainous is cartoonish. Face. And even when the mask is like the yellow eyes come up, like just seeing his eyes in there is like intense. Yeah. And yeah. his teeth through the like speaking yeah. part. He's of got the a big mask. mouth. I had never noticed that before. It's yeah. crazy. Watching this in HD was weird. <laughs> yeah. You notice a lot more. But just like. In terms of just acting, James Franco, I oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> he oh my gosh, it hurt. Some of his scenes hurt me. It was it was weird, and then it's not like Kristen Dunst did awful, but she just she seemed uh, just there. Uh, Her eyes, know. it's I'm not gonna say. St- Stoned, <laughs> but she never looked like all her attention was there. Yeah, she she was just like, just like slouching the whole time, and then like the scenes between between Mary Jane and Peter Parker when they were like talking about, "Oh, I love you so much." 
it was like they almost had to film those on different days or something because every scene was like line from Mary Jane, line from Peter. It just like cuts there. Yeah, there's. I would argue that's kind of something I've always had against Sam Raimi as a director is he's really into just quick cuts. And it, you can see it in the fight scenes too. It's so many of the fights lose kind of their impact because it's constantly just cutting to a new position. So you never really see or feel the impact of each like punch or throw or whatever you know what i mean it's ironic that she was slouching because doesn't she tell him yes. not to slouch oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like you're taller than you look and he's like <laughs> a hunch <laughs> <laughs> i forgot how long the opening of this movie is yeah. in terms of just like before he's really spider-man before he gets yeah. going it's it's like didn't we it was, clock it was like, it? It was like 45 40? minutes when uncle ben that's got when he domed. died yeah. yeah well he didn't get down but yeah he got shot in that stomach <laughs> oh but it, it's interesting <laughs> I, I don't really have anything negative to say about the introduction to characters, except maybe that it's a little over-explained for each character. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... Like, the pacing of the movie felt fine in the beginning. It's just, like, when you introduce Harry, there's way too many over-the-top, like, implying that he's been to all these private schools, been kicked out, and, like... I don't know. And then I think Mary Jane's the worst offense. is like her leaving her house, and you're just like, I wonder what her home life like. Dad comes out, you're a whore just like your mother. Yeah, keep walking. You're like, what the fuck? You okay. need to go to school. <laughs> but couldn't it make, I mean, it makes the movie more accessible to like a bigger audience who don't read the comics like you no, do. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, even it's filling the in. You know, it's the first one. It's like, I'm on my ass. You're not sitting on your ass. Like, what do you call being laid off after 35 years? I had a family to provide for. Got to find a job. We've been through hard times before. <laughs> You're such a good man. You're so good to Peter. <laughs> At least the news didn't fill us in on all of this. Yeah, that's yeah. true. We, very, yeah. very good point, John. <laughs> I, I want to propose, like, I was thinking Ooh. about this yes. while, while we were watching, especially towards the end of the movie. If you take what we just watched, and if you made the entire movie animated, like, this was all just a cartoon movie, I think this is probably one of the best animated Spider-Man's ever <laughs> which did you play the game well, well, i'm just saying that's how cartoonish some of this movie no definitely feels. well what do you mean by, by like cartoon because, because like, like in a like cartoon you get away with so much more because instantly watching it in an animated sense your mind some for some reason like flips it over to oh if anything's over explained it's because kids are gonna be watching this you know what i mean yeah and it's harder to make that mental leap when you're watching live action that's just my opinion. Oh, yeah. You could definitely see, because, like, as we were talking earlier, this being, like, Sam Raimi, the, all the Evil Dead movies are, like, super weird with the angles and oh, stuff. Yeah. And, like, in and this movie, cuts. we have a lot of very cartoonish angles, and they're very extreme, especially the bad, like, the guy that shot Uncle Ben with his bleach blonde hair <laughs> looks like a stereotypical thug. And, like, you yeah. can just see him being animated. Well, with that, too, it's something where, especially with the... With the uh, the Willem Dafoe scenes, like pretty much all of his scenes, they look very comic booky. Yeah, as if yeah. you could really place them into panels. I don't yeah. know whether or not that translates to like animated stuff, but no, I know, I, similar I just, principles. It, so many of the scenes reminded me of the '90s animated Spider-Man show, which is incredible. And I'm like, I'm not saying this as a fault against the movie. I just think at the time, the reason we enjoyed this interpretation because this was so direct from comic or cartoon mm -hmm. to live action. And I think we're now in a state with the way the Marvel movies are where everything's an interpretation and they put it in kind of this real world so everything seems more kind of realistic, mm -hmm. which wasn't the tone that anyone cared about in you know early 2000s when these Superman movies were coming out. Like, this movie killed at the box office. Everyone saw this movie. This was... What are the best movies of the year? And ask yourself, though, in this movie, what's at stake? Those kids yeah, and the, um, the tram car, I guess. Because a lot of the superhero movies today, it's the world. Yeah. The world is at stake. <laughs> That's true. Well, I was wondering what Osborne's motivation or Goblin's motivation was really. Like, was he going to take over the city with Spider-Man and do what? Like, what yeah. were they going to He already was rich. Like, <laughs> what were they going to do? company was getting taken away. Yeah, yeah. I, I just didn't really understand. Besides revenge on I, this. Not to, not to skip to the end, but the last note I wrote, because we were talking about the company, I thought about after Norman Osborne dies, so they don't think they're burying the Green Goblin. They think they're just burying you know, Norman Osborne, this titan of industry. 
how many upper level CEOs, like generals, corporate like titans have died in the past like six months a in lot. this movie. Like there would yeah. be an investigation. <laughs> They're like, man, these people are dropping like flies. What's well, happening? Yeah. And you're telling me there's no video footage in the lab? This this is 2002, he, Peter. When he murdered <laughs> the oh, doctor. The, the back to formula? Yeah. <laughs> it's probably blown up. Yeah, he yeah. probably blew everything up, man. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, I, I was fine with that. Like, he stole yeah. the glider. I imagine he destroyed everything. Speaking of, I want to segue into just the Green Goblin character as it's presented. Okay, well, I do think the helmet has not really stood the test of time. Like, going back to that... The helmet does look ridiculous nowadays. I personally can't think of another way you can do the Green Goblin character because, like, what they did in Amazing Spider-Man Two looked awful. Looked absolutely awful. Didn't he have a hood on or something? Or I feel like I've seen pictures. I didn't. Oh, in Amazing Spider-Man Two. Yeah. No, he's like got a warped, distorted face and like goblin ears, and his hair's like blown out like one of those Jersey Shore douchebags. (laughs) It looks bad. But like I don't know how you do the helmet, or I mean the mask nowadays. But oh, wheel. Yeah. other than the helmet, I really loved everything about they did with the Green Goblin. Like I thought, I thought his whole split psyche thing wouldn't really sell anymore, and I wouldn't like that. I really loved it. Yeah, those scenes are when it, when it's just him like talking to the mirror. Those are probably yeah. the best scenes of the whole movie. They were and, incredible. And as a kid, they were terrifying. Oh, I yeah. remember being scared in those moments. It's a little bit um, more humorous watching it now, but it's mm-hmm. still just it's. I feel like him and uh, J.K. Simmons as Jonah Jameson steal every scene mm-hmm. of this movie in the most amazing way. Yeah, oh, it's just J.K. Simmons is awesome. Yeah, J.K. Simmons is kills it the thing about the about the green goblin character though um and this sort of sort of ties back to us not knowing why osborne was doing this we, we don't know what his powers are we just know yeah, oh just he's got strength this the like, glider, strength thing a glider makes him mad yeah. <laughs> so it's like w- what's what's he really wanting to do with all this stuff so again we don't know what he's after yeah i feel like they should have done more to like him blowing up the quest lab thing while hilarious also made sense in the sense, like of in terms of motivation. Like he did that because Oscorp was under right. attack. Like I almost feel like they should have just kept doing that. Like he was, he was helping Oscorp grow by having the Green Goblin like eliminate competition and different things like that. So maybe that could have been more of a motivation. And it was even a very flimsy explanation as to why Quest was all of a sudden going to acquire Oscorp. So you destroyed everything they were working on, so they're bouncing back, and now they're going to buy us. Well, I, yeah, it just seemed like they were just going to use whatever money they had left to buy out which Oscorp. Which meant they had a lot more money than Oscorp is worth, which doesn't make sense if the government is paying them. I was also confused why they would be able to sell Oscorp without Willem Dafoe's permission. Yeah, they never explained. Maybe he wasn't on the board. I don't know. That was the only thing I could think. So he sacrificed like a board seat or something to like stay in management. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. we they need said a that corporate. was part of the deal, right? <laughs> Actually, like d- during that scene, I wrote down. I was like, I gotta ask a uh, ask someone with a tender offer, but he's not on the board. How does that work? Yeah, I, was like, a little I remember reading too. about that. Yeah, uh, I I liked the flow of this movie in the sense of I don't know if you guys noticed, but it was very much a we see what Peter Parker's doing, we see what Green Goblin's up to. We you know it kept mm-hmm. they both forward. get their powers kind of at the same time, right? And yeah. it felt even in terms of time to a degree. Like you know, Spider Man probably gets more overall, but it's it seemed like they got their same amount of showtime. It, it seemed like two origin movies, and at the same time, mm-hmm. kind of I don't know. I do laugh. We we kind of just blew past the opening of this movie. I do laugh that this is just like prime 30-year-olds in high school like time. Like this yeah. was a movie, like as a kid, didn't even think about it. Watching this, those actors are all late 20s, early 30s, and they're yeah. going around in high school. Totally. And they're way meaner. Than, I, high school kids are mean, but like this, I mean... Yeah, they're not it's, that. It's they're like up. tripping him on the bus. The bus driver is even driving away from yeah. Peter Parker when he was trying to catch him. He's like a bully himself. <laughs> I don't know. It's a little over the top, but yeah, it, yeah. it was interesting that they're um, like that when they did this movie, they just decided to go 
senior year of high school, immediately graduating off to college for Peter. Skip some discrim- and, indiscriminate amount of time. Well, yeah, I yeah. just, I wonder if it's because they realized they were going to be casting actors that old, they had to get them out of high school. In 2002, McGuire was 27. Yeah, what? so it was, they oh, had man. to get them out of high school. We got to hurry up. <laughs> Because, you know, the character of Peter Parker's in high school for a lot of the early comics. And so it's it's not like a necessary thing. I I just think maybe because I enjoyed Homecoming so much, I almost think it would have been more advantageous to, like, just have this movie while they're in high school. Then again, these actors are... 30 years old. I don't think I could take two yeah. hours of them being like, see you in math class. <laughs> like going up the yeah. hallway. <laughs> uh, but like, but that fight in the, uh, in the, in the hallway, that was pretty cool. It was. Cause like, I don't know. It was like, the, it was like the first time we really saw him like having powers. Yeah. And oh, using and, them. And like him catching the tray. Yeah. Uh, I read that. I feel like this has been on the internet for forever, but I read that that was like a hundred takes cause he actually did it. Like they actually yeah. had him catch. Yeah, that's pretty cool, and uh, that's one of the reasons why apparently the like following shot of them just smiling at each other is because they're so fucking happy that they <laughs> have to keep doing that. You know what I mean? It's oh like a, they're just trying to keep their composure so they don't have to refilm that. And this that scene was cool as this kid too, because the Spidey sense part where they like yeah. show like the yeah. camera's moving around. It shows the spitball and like the fly on the the wall and all of that is yeah. kind of cool. The CGI, like seeing it on the HD screen was yeah. The CGI weird. didn't hold up, but I'm mm-hmm. not going to take that away from this movie. Cause at the time it was so mind blowing. Yeah. So yeah. like it didn't age well, but it was still well done. I feel like the, uh, I feel like they did a really good job of showing off his powers slowly, but yep. like in a way that you can understand him, and that he was figuring them out. Like he didn't immediately know how to control them, I guess. Yeah. And, right. and not to, again bash and compare it to the Andrew Garfield one but like when he's learning his powers in Amazing Spider-Man and it's just him going to a warehouse and like skateboarding to some indie rock bullshit I was so mad (laughs) like this was a genuine you know he's freaked out slowly learning so you feel like as an audience member you're learning with him Mm -hmm. and I will say I do take points off I hate that he doesn't have web slinger I I was gonna ask about that so like I, I hate that so so in the in the comics, what does he have there? Because he, like as a kid, I only knew the from your wrists. He like, okay, builds cool. web shooters, and it's one of the things that like I always thought was so cool about Peter Parker is that he's a genius. You know what I mean? And so he was able to construct all these things, and it adds to his character, especially when he's you know older and he's still doing freelance stuff for Daily Daily Bugle or whatever it's this kind of sad thing of like, he could be doing so much more, but he feels like he just has to be Spider-Man. So he's, you know, incredibly intelligent, able to build all these gadgets and stuff, but he just can't, you know, live in that world. He has mm-hmm. to constantly be Spider-Man. Yes. Or he feels he has to. The movie did not touch on his intelligence outside of him kind of reciting some FAQs about spiders. He gets the science award. Yeah. Glasses. Graduated. Chess. Yeah, and then he, like, lost the job with Dr. Connors. You know, it doesn't really do anything about him being smart. Yeah. It's it, too bad. Yeah, because that's one of the things that's so interesting about Spider-Man. It just it, it feels like they took away a little bit with that. That being said, I do feel like it would have been harder for them to try to explain why he just was able to throw together these web slinging like things. That's why you have it in the montage. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of montages, the, the, the thing where he's like, Oh, I'm going to go wrestle and earn money where he's With like, bone saw. Yeah. All of the, like <laughs> all of the like costume ideas. That was a horrible montage that didn't like gain us anything. Yeah, you're right. I feel like that montage could have been something else. Could have been more of him figuring out his powers or something. <laughs> Reminded me of McGee and me. Did you guys? Oh watch yeah, that? <laughs> <laughs> an '80s uh, Christian cartoon. Oh man, yeah, it's classic. I love the wrestling scene though. In this, it's great. Like, with I forgot about it. Yeah. Macho Man Randy oh. Savage, R.I.P. As Bonesaw. Oh, love it. My question is how like. Once he so the guy introduces him as Spider Man or whatever. So yeah. once he actually becomes Spider Man, how does nobody recall the time <laughs> that he crushed Bone Song? They're like, "That's the kid. That's Spider Man." Like, make that connection, you know? 
Well, the costumes are totally different. <laughs> <laughs> but he has web- he's slinging webs in the wrestling That's match. True. Like, We've all slung some webs okay. in a cage. Right. Who hasn't? That would have been actually a really amazing Four scene months. if, like, one of the scenes where he's like on the ground and he just saves somebody. If like a kid in a wrestling shirt came up with, him, "Look, <laughs> Spider Man, I saw you it. You beat Bonesaw. Can I have your autograph?" Like that would kind of been funny. Because <laughs> you're right. Like, why wouldn't they remember that? If if Bonesaw was as big of a character as it was, like it'd be like some kid coming in knocking out Mike Tyson. You're like, yeah. you're gonna remember that. I wish we saw Bonesaw and Green Goblin fight. Or like, I wish <laughs> yeah. Bonesaw came back. Bonesaw's it's like a buddy. Come back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the sidekick Bonesaw. <laughs> or Bonesaw's on the gondola that he like saves or something. Yeah. <laughs> Like oh, somehow be I back. Turns his life around. <laughs> <laughs> I got you for three minutes. Oh, I love that. I love that scene. I didn't like the the manager was a bit over the top. The whole um You pinned him in two. You're lucky to be getting that. It's like, it's like what? Well, all right, that doesn't make sense. Uh Bruce Campbell was awesome. Yeah. I forgot. I I say forget as if I knew and then I didn't even realize that, that he was, was him the in the movie. Do you remember in the Spider-Man movie video game, he was the voice of the tutorial? Bruce Campbell was. No, I don't. Wow. And I played the game a lot. I yeah. was going to bring up the video game. The video game was incredible. Yeah. This one and the second incredible. one. Incredible. Like, that was part of the reason I chose this movie is because as a kid, this was the first superhero movie I remember just like taking over my life like outside of seeing <laughs> yeah, the movie yeah, yeah like i wanted to be him for halloween we got the video game like pretending to run up walls in the neighborhood oh, yeah. and like um the video game was great though you like you have to defeat shocker i think is like yeah. another villain yeah there's a ton and that's the, not to just talk about the video game but <laughs> the spider-man video games having to play and fight all the villains is always super fun yeah you're like oh my god rhino rhino what <laughs> I do feel like they probably could have, I don't know, this movie's so long. I feel like in some of the montages, they could have done maybe more like subtle allusions to like maybe one of the bank robbers he stops is Shocker. You know and, what I mean? And this like, isn't a post uh, Marvel Universe world we live in now. Like, yeah, they would, so, if this was done again, they would have done it. Because we had some yeah. of that even in the Tom Holland. There were yeah. some nods to comic book things. Oh, yeah, for sure. They just weren't as intentional about yeah. it. Yeah. This was still in the time where if they were making reference to something, it was just in dialogue, like subtle, like the Dr. Connors line, you know, that's the lizard. And then uh, there's a, I caught a couple other ones that were like that, where it's just offhand little one comments. Uh, I think they say Gwen Stacy's name at one point or something. Um, I don't know, something like that. Was this movie the one that kind of kicked off the Marvel, all the superhero movies starting to come out? I guess X Men yeah, came yeah, out X-Men before came out this, first. right? But yeah, X- like this one really so, helped them pick up steam, I feel like. Well, yeah, because it was in the 80s and uh, late 70s, Superman and Batman were like the movies to compare super movie, hero movies by. Uh, then they all, all of them went downhill. And so people stopped trusting them again, or stopped trusting them, I'm sorry. And then X Men came out, and everyone's like, oh, that was cool. This is kind of a new style. And then this came out and everyone just had to make superhero movies after that because both this and x-men were box office smashes yeah. and they were both critically acclaimed so like yeah it really kind of restarted it yeah I would, I would say this leading into the um batman begins yeah and, and, and it's and it's interesting to to compare these two uh, spider-man and then batman begins because Batman Begins is very much like rooted in that like real world, whereas this, as we mentioned earlier, is very cartoony. Yeah, it's so it's a I guess yeah, it's very different what we see going forward. Yeah, and it, it was only three years later that Batman yeah. Begins came out. Yeah, but, but then Batman Begins had a much bigger, I guess, impact on the well overall it's scenes. Gritty. Well, see, yeah. I would I would argue Batman Begins didn't. I, I always I know we're supposed to be talking about Spider Man, but since we're talking about the formula of these, <laughs> why do we movies, have all these superhero movies now? Yeah, well, because yeah. it's so this movie came out and it's kind of in the real world as opposed to what DC puts forward in terms of you know fake cities and whatnot. So there was that yeah. connection. Batman Begins, people slept on, like it was it did well in the box office, but people weren't really talking about it, and that's why I think I was so surprised by the turn of Dark Knight, how that truly was that like final yeah. punch to just everything had to be super gritty. And, um, but yeah, like I agree with you to extent of just, it was this final push. It's, it's 
probably you could probably make a graph of like the ups and downs of superhero movies over mm-hmm. the years. Just how like because around this time, Spider Man was and Spider Man Two were the only ones really doing well. Like X Men Two was good, but both Spider Man X Men Three were awful. Then you know like Punisher came out. That movie's garbage. Like <laughs> it, it's just. Like, if you want so to know why, misses. go listen to the last episode. Oh, yeah, last episode. <laughs> but there were so many misses at this time, too. And then it's like, you know, Dark Knight happened and everyone tried to do the gritty thing. Then uh, Marvel came out with Iron Man and then that just like rocketed into the Marvel universe. And yeah. it's just crazy how different. And, and I, I mean, we've touched on this a couple of times already, but it's crazy how much of current Marvel movies have influenced how I watched this. Yeah. It's crazy to think just how different this movie would be if it was made today. It also actually made me appreciate Spider-Man Homecoming a little bit more. Not in the sense that like this is some garbage movie. I love this movie. I have a blast watching it. But just like Homecoming and how they introduce Spider-Man into the current Marvel movies have no real origins to them. They just kind of put Spider-Man out there. And I think that's why Spider-Man 2, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 2, is everybody's favorite too. As well, I should say. I'm saying two too many times. But you know what I mean? Does that track? Because it's, it's, it's Spider-Man just being Spider-Man. There's no real origin to him doing something. Well, in terms of like, in terms of like uh, watching this through the lens of like current Marvel movies, I, I definitely think you're on to something there. Because like this was, this was not like, I don't want to say, uh, I guess, uh, it wasn't very, wasn't, very, uh, wasn't very predictable. Whereas like Marvel movies, it's like, all right, we're going to have like, have like basic three-act structure no no real changes there whereas this was like all right we definitely know first act is gonna be like building them up but then from there i don't really know it was kind of like just it was actually surprising yeah uh john i was just gonna this changing gears a little bit so this movie's release was delayed because of 9-11 right september 11th so i wonder do you think some of the success was because it was kind of you like you mentioned when we were watching this that uh there's a bridge scene added where like the city is kind of standing oh, yeah, up to Green Goblin or whatever. At, yeah. Um, the mess w- with one of us, you mess with all of us. Right. Like I'm wondering if some of the success could be due to like the country kind of uniting around hmm. like a superhero. I, I mean, it kind of united the yeah. country in a way. I don't know. No, I definitely buy that because it was in New York. It was it was lighthearted. Like I think this was a movie that everybody needed in the terms of needing a pick me up. You know what I mean? Like it was just a happy movie. The, um, yeah, a lot of the stuff in, in it that's kind of campy now, I bet resonated so much more with, you know, those New Yorkers and then just how there's American flags everywhere. Uh, there, I only caught one scene where you can see the Twin Towers in Spider-Man's goggles, but they digitally removed it from the skyline. And then um, I know I saw this the other day on Reddit of there's a poster, the original announcement poster you could see the Twin Towers in his eyes. And that poster was removed from marketing, and they put up another one where it's the Empire State Building or whatever. Mm. And apparently that, the original one's like a collector's item now. Like, if you can find that. It's kind of like um, Return of the Jedi was originally called Revenge of the Jedi. And so if you can find an original mm. poster that says Revenge of the Jedi on it, that's like a collector's thing. Sorry, I had to throw Star Wars in there somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, John, so... We mentioned uh, mentioned uh, mentioned Spider Man Two. Why did you choose Spider Man One over Spider Man Two? Because everyone knows you're not going to choose Spider Man Three. Yes, yeah. yeah. Three. No emo Peter yeah. Parker. Um, I I think because Spider Man One is like this and X Men. I keep bringing up X Men, but these are the two movies that I remember as a kid just loving, like superhero wise. And like we we had the game on GameCube. Um, outside of Star Wars toys this was another like set of toys that I had. I had Spider-Man toys and like, I guess nostalgic reasons. Um, I just, it brings back (laughs) memories as a kid seeing it now is a little bit uh, cheesier than I remember, but I still enjoyed it. Did you have a Mary Jane figurine? I did not. (laughs) Uh, Was there one? I'm sure there was. Yeah, there was definitely Mary Jane. You can reenact the kiss, man. (laughs) I feel like that these were maybe I'm wrong, but McDonald's toy when they used to get toys oh, yeah. in the Happy Meals. I yeah, feel it's like probably surely McDonald's they did a Spider Man. Maybe I don't know, but yeah, yeah, that was probably for sure. No, I'm right there with you though, John. Like, so uh, when I got into comics, it was mainly because like I had 
you know, I got some from my dad that he had, you know, he never really got into them, but he bought a couple when he was a kid. And uh, I kind of, I think it was the X-Men movies a little bit and some other stuff. Tim Burton, Batman was a big influence and I started liking comics. But when this movie came out, the ultimate Spider-Man run that with Brian Michael Bendez started and that plus this like really set off my, I have to dive into comics head first. Like I, I have most of the ultimate Spider-Mans, but like that's one of my favorite Spider-Man or just comics in general run of all time. And I think I associate that with this movie so much. So I'm right there with you in terms of the nostalgia part of me looks past so much of the campy hammy whatever nonsense in this movie because like i just had so much fun watching this like even though it's not as good as what's out now it's still just really fun i wasn't trying to be serious yeah yes i will say i could have used more like spider-man doesn't make any quips really except for calling him like gobby he's like not today gobby like other than that, there was no Spider-Man. He like, did say he had to beat an old lady for some, uh... <laughs> and he's had some big changes. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the dick joke. <laughs> Still not sure that if that has was to be a dick joke. Dick joke he was looking down his pants. Yeah, but he, he had also been checking out his abs. That he Which, didn't yeah. have how did the they before. film that? By the way, that was the he... last scene they filmed. I oh. remember this is in the commentary. Tom McGuire said that he worked out the whole movie, and then they that was the last scene they filmed was so he would be at like the, I'm impressed the most muscular. Yeah, did he starve himself before? Because like he was pretty skinny. <laughs> I think he auditioned for the Machinist. Uh, and then he obviously didn't get the part, and so he was just looking. I was trying to think what actor said this. It might have been Brad Pitt during Fight Club, like when he was talking about being in shape for Fight Club or whatever. The shirtless scenes, he didn't eat anything for like a day and a half and would just have like ice chips because something about like, because he wouldn't even really drink water because the whole thing of like, that way you could look the best in terms of how well, your abs you, you and stuff. You do burn calories making water reach your uh, like body temp. Like so like ice cubes it you expend energy. Yeah. Raising the temperature that I way. I thought you were going to say he rubbed ice chips on no. himself to <laughs> All he did was <laughs> rub ice on his hard hard little Brad <laughs> <was> Pitt <laughs> instead of oil like covered in water. I don't know. I definitely going back to that scene though of, you know, him waking up and looking at himself. That has to be a dick joke. It just it has totally to be cuz he's just staring at the mirror and he looks straight down. It's not even like looking like lean back looking at his abs. It's straight down and him just going, "Oh yeah." Big changes. Yeah, but his <laughs> pants were on. No, but but I, I think he like. Think he you think a little, he built a little peak? A peaksy. I, I don't know. Also, you were talking about a second ago that uh, Peter Parker's intelligence is something. You know, we were just talking about how they never really show it. If you get bit by a spider and it gets that big <laughs> and like a mat, like size of a quarter, and like you're a genius boy, go to the hospital or call like, poison control, right? Yeah. Like you do, or something. try to suck it out. You know, like there are yep. things you can do. <laughs> just that the <laughs> what does he say? He's like, I'm just not feeling too well. I'm just gonna go to sleep. They doesn't they make a joke about like you don't want to bite to heat? He's like, had a bite. <laughs> yeah, ah, quit. <laughs> See, there were some quips. And then when he comes down the stairs and he walks on the wall because, you know, teenager, Uncle Ben's like, hormones. Yep. <laughs> Just so understanding. So understanding. You were saying, like, as a like this movie is super happy, which I guess overall it is, but I just remember as a kid, like, the the scenes where the goblin was, like, talking to the mask. It was like, there was some was dark scary, yeah. scenes. Yeah. And then, like, the Aunt May... Or, Uncle Ben dying was like really sad, and then Aunt May Doing reciting the, the Lord's Prayer. Finish it! From evil! The Green Goblin like tricking Spider Man in the fire, like oh, where he's yeah. the woman yeah. dressed that, as a woman. And there was some like dark that knowing. That made me jump. But knowing yeah. who it is, and you can tell looking oh, yeah. at it again, Once you you're know, like, yeah. he's wearing the mask. The thing is you're huge. Not, <laughs> you're not expecting <laughs> Yeah, when you're not expecting it, it gets you. Uh, but you brought up Uncle Ben dying. I think it's interesting. Like, I, and I, you know, Spider-Man Homecoming and all the other ones haven't touched this. Amazing Spider-Man tried to do it and failed miserably. And I think it's because how this movie did it is so iconic in terms of Uncle Ben getting shot. Like, <laughs> 
Oh wait, dude! I just mean the sense of him dying. Like it's so, it's an emotional gut punch. I thought that uh, that that the Andrew Garfield, the first one, had Uncle Ben get shot like by their house. Well, it was at like a grocery store or something. Yeah. And then either way, it sucked. But in the Andrew Garfield one, they refused to let Mark or Michael Sheen or whatever say, "With great power comes great responsibility." They're like, "When you have the ability <laughs> to do something, it is it is your imperative." Not not responsibility, but something to, suggested. to do something. Strongly suggested. Just like type yeah. the phrase into into like thesaurus.com. <laughs> yeah, they're like, what's another way to say the most iconic line in comic book Ugh. history? Like, just say it. Lean into it and just say it. No one's going to be like, oh, they fucking said that in the Tobey <laughs> Maguire movie, you dumb shit. Like, <laughs> like who's going to get mad at that? Oh, sorry, but like. It's really just gave me blue balls in that movie that he didn't say it. <laughs> Everyone's in the theater, just say it. Just say it. And I was waiting. And you're, then the whole movie, I was back, uncomfortable. You're back to the goblin. I'm glad I wasn't sitting by you. <laughs> but I don't know. Like, like, John, like you were saying, like, I remember being as a kid crushed at the Ben Uncle Ben dying scene. Sad. Like, it's, you know, just... In my mind forever, the, that's how it plays out. But, and it's only like 15 seconds. It it's really not is. that long. It's not. He's like, I think it's so sad because he, he let the, the thug go, and that's the thug that killed him. Gee, thanks. Oh, I yeah. was blown away by that watching yeah, it this time. Like, I like, forgot. You'd forgotten that that's what the thing yeah. was? They also ruined this in the third one by adding the Sandman was the driver. Or no, no, they made it. Where, no, 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 no. <laughs> they made it where the Sandman was the other robber who, for some reason, didn't go into the robbery <laughs> with the first guy, and then he was the one that carjacked Uncle Ben and actually shoots Uncle Ben. And you're like, what? But if you remember, the car chase only had one guy in the car because he takes off or whatever, right? I don't know. No. Spider-Man Three is the worst. Ugh. <laughs> You sound like emo Toby saying. <laughs> the worst. The Topher Grace Venom, like exactly. I was so excited when Venom was going to oh, be in there. That was the other. That was the other little nod when that I was talking about when they made like a reference to Doctor Connors and stuff in J.K. Simmons' office when he's Jonah Jameson all over the place. He's like, "Get me pictures of Spider Man." Uh, I forgot who says it, but they're like, "Eddie's been on this all week," and that was Eddie mm. Brown. Oh, I missed that. That was the other one. I was like, "Oh yeah." But, uh, yeah, what did you guys think of just the kind of end of this movie, the whole, like, bridge fight into the surprisingly brutal final fight that I forgot about? Jeez. But the bridge scene, a little over the top, but I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Like, like bridge? Like, Like the bridge fight, when he's like, the now chose! Well, that was, I don't know, I thought that was was pretty good, because it was like, oh, hey, we have a, like, trolley problem. Awesome. (laughs) But... uh, but uh, I don't know, like, he kept, like, trying to stab him and shit. That was kind of like, jeez, sharp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, up until the, uh, you know, the bridge people, it's not, I mean, it's, <laughs> I call them the bridge people. The people throwing shit at him, they're like, yo, mess with one of us, you mess with all of yeah, us. Yeah, they're, like, throwing tomatoes and, <laughs> and pipes and shit. The first one was like orange, and I thought it, w- it was like another goblin bomb. I was like, holy shit, James Franco's doing this. <laughs> <laughs> James Franco comes out of nowhere. We get the hobgoblin in there. Throw yeah. that in there. I like the uh, the barge people that come to save the day, because I like to think that there's probably two or three other barges driving by that were like, nah, fuck them. I got to get home. <laughs> <laughs> this trash has places to be. <laughs> we got landfills to Fell. It's, not, yeah, it's not my problem. There's a Spider-Man hanging a trolley from a bridge. Okay, I gotta get home. I like this scene there because it it shows that uh like Green Goblin recognizes it's Peter Parker that's oh, behind yeah. the mask, and so like this is the first time that he kind of personally. Well, no, that's not true because he Aunt May. No, well, yeah, that's but, true. Yeah, he does. I mean, he he makes him like he makes him hurt. I wish so. You know, William Defoe finds out Peter Spider-Man. I wish by the end of this, Mary Jane had figured out. Yes. She was Spider-Man. Or she was Spider-Man. Figured out she was Spider-Man. <laughs> and don't need no other man. The, uh, <laughs> I don't see how she didn't, honestly. <laughs> well, yeah, I think I think that would have been a nice little... Because he slipped up a couple times. Right, and I think that would have been a nice little he twist fucking mask off. At, the, uh, at the end of the movie when they have their, like, I love you, and then he's like, I can't be with you right now. I would have... I think that would have been a nice little twist of 
her kind of poking at him to admit he's Spider-Man and then him not doing it. Kind of, I think that could have been an interesting ending to that yeah. that led into the second movie where they're frustrated with each other because she, you know, he's not letting you know, all that nonsense. But, but like the whole thing at the end where he friend zones himself, that uh, was just like yeah, oh, pretty super cringy. There, yeah. Just watching that. This is frustrating. <laughs> it's yeah. it's it's not great. I don't I I like the end fight scene, mm-hmm. uh, even though again I forgot how brutal that was. Some of the sound effects I will say are over the top. Mm-hmm. Like when he tears through the webbing, it sounds like you know it's metal. Yeah, it's like yeah. wow, <laughs> like whoa. <laughs> but I all the other ones, it made you feel the impact. Yeah, and the him slow mo. Like, yeah. <laughs> We saw a lot of side face. <laughs> but after the fight, everything after the fight, I don't like. Like the funeral scene's weird. The their you know, MJ and Peter's weird breakups weird. Um I don't know. It's just everything about it felt weird. I don't like I think it's just probably modern time stuff, but the narrating at the beginning yeah. and the end of the movie just I think that's what bugged me the most. Cause even the opening of the film is just like, do you really want to know who I am? We're like, we're saying Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> we know who you are. <laughs> and like the end, it's, I feel like that was just a trope for a while. At the end, you had to give some weird little speech and then end it with the name of the character you are of just like, well, how else are we going to know that it's his curse and his blessing? <laughs> is he like going to say that to her? That would be really <laughs> funny if it was just like, I'm Spider-Man. And there's one guy in the back of that. I just go, Oh shit. He's Spider-Man. <laughs> what? And, it's your blessing and your curse. <laughs> Uncle Ben. Are you kidding me? Oh, that'd be pretty funny. I did love that line though of the, I do have a father. His name was Ben Parker. I was like, you're damn right he was. Yeah. <laughs> You're goddamn right he was. <laughs> he wasn't pretending to be because he was. Yeah, that was a brutal line in the in the, the car. car argument. Yeah, pre-shot. Uh, it was super. I know angsty, I'm not your though. father. Then stop pretending to be. I was like, oh shit. But I, I don't know. That was just like a bit over the top. Like Toby, you're 27, man. Yeah. Yeah. Grow up a little yeah. bit. I thought we outgrew this. You have a 401k. <laughs> speaking <laughs> speaking of Toby being 27. One of my first notes I wrote in this is just like a lot of the beginning of this movie, and I'm sorry, I know we're jumping around all over the place, but at the beginning of this movie, so much of Peter's powers, every the way everybody's talking to him, are all these metaphors for like puberty and becoming a man. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Slinging webs. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> I'm trying to make a point, Peter. <laughs> But, again, like, all of that's fine. All those metaphors are fine. But when it cuts back to, and you're looking at Tobey Maguire, who's, like, almost 30, none of it lands. So, like, if this was a kid in high school, like, legitimately, like, some 16, 17-year-old kid in high school, all of this is so much more impactful of being, like, you don't understand. This is you becoming who you are going to be the rest of your life. All that would land so much better, but when you're looking at a fully grown man in the driver's seat next to you, it just like that missed really hard for me. I see your point, but as a kid, I did not. Well, yeah, yeah. because I think that I think when so we were kids, it landed. For we me. didn't realize how old they were. Right, they looked younger. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Watching it now, I, I definitely see what you're saying because, like, like this time I was like something just. It, it's it didn't off, land as hard. Thank you for explaining my feeling. <laughs> You're welcome. Landing is hard, you say. Uh, it's, it's. I keep playing with the idea of would it have been better if this whole movie had just been while they were in high school, and I, I like part of it wouldn't make sense though because you got to have the like, Daily Bugle. Well, the Daily Bugle and them. Well, in the comics, he does freelance for the Daily Bugle. They call it like internship, but it's <laughs> and they call it an unpaid internship, but. You know, I guess it makes it, it'd be harder for them to explain, like, how he's able to sneak off to New York all the time, like, or into Manhattan, I should say. I don't know. It's just, again, just, man, high school students full of 30-year-olds. Is that how you would fix it? Is making it take place all in high school? I don't know. Maybe. I Well, without, I don't know. Like, how I would fix it would basically... (laughs) It's complicated. I'm not going to go first. I'm going to push this off on somebody. But good segue, though. Let's move on to how would you fix it. Zach, you're the guest. Let's oh, let's have you go first. Um, just 
in, you don't have to change the whole movie yeah. if you don't want to. Just in general, change some stuff around. Well, I gotta say, I really liked uh, Joe Manganiello as Flash Thompson, or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, Flash um, Thompson. Because like now he's jacked and like hot as hell playing D anD D, but <laughs> current so, Deathstroke in yeah, the DC universe. Like seeing him back then was kind of crazy. So I don't know. I think one thing that that this needed was like a, a sort of sub villain, someone someone under like a warm up villain. Yeah, right. and I can see that to, to sort of give. Give you a Spider-Man a way to, I don't know, show his powers beyond just sort of like slinging around and, and, and to show that he's actually powerful and can stop crime. Even though we're seeing him like stop robberies and stuff, but Green Goblin's a much more intense person. And you guys mentioned bringing in like Shocker or a couple other folks, and that would have been a way to do that possibly. Just a like one-off scene, and, and we do sort of get that with the Flash Thompson fight, but it's nothing of circumstance oh yeah that's a good point that's a good point i like that idea of there being like some sort of warm-up villain or like a henchman villain kind of thing uh like you could do something you know how earlier i was saying the norman osborne storyline needed more like purpose like him being green goblin needed more purpose so i don't necessarily like this idea in terms of how it was executed in the amazing spider-man but having the rhino be a mech suit is really in my mind the only way you could really do that character Mm -hmm. uh in more of a realistic kind of view i guess so maybe like the rhino exosuit or whatever is like another company's project like how quest had that weird exosuit thing that looked awful (laughs) but it looked like a robocop villain but uh like so norman osborne goes to like destroy another one but gets that guy to like help him maybe yeah. I don't maybe know. do that at the big like times times square yeah thing. that that would have been a good place to sort of insert that and then have uh green goblin go and kill the dude but then have it pinned on the other guy yeah or something like yeah that could have been cool um john would you like to go next sure uh i really like zach's idea of the yeah, warm-up yeah it's a great idea i would have liked to see that i would have liked to see more Kind of what you were just touching on, like a, more of a motivation for Osborne, Green Goblin. Like, I still don't like revenge, but then he got revenge immediately at the Times yeah, Square thing. Yeah. So then, like, just going for to hurt Peter, I guess. Like, I don't yeah. know. He's just like a little must- insane. He goes yeah, a little bit just, mustache twirly. Yeah. And yeah. It's just I'd, like, all right, so what are you going to do here? Still liked him as a character, but also would have liked to seen, I kind of wish Mary Jane did put it together that it was Peter earlier. And I know it eventually happens in two, the second one, I believe. Yeah, right? get him, Tiger. Yeah, he, he he gets a... She finds out in two by literally him being maskless and stopping the beam from falling on her. And they have the... like She's like dumbstruck and he's just like, hi, <laughs> like holding the thing up. <laughs> yeah, like I, and that's fine. I guess they eventually do that. But I w- maybe that could have been the cliffhanger at the end of this one. Instead of him just spinning webs and flying through the city at the end, like... Have more of a suspenseful, like she. Yeah, like, she finds Peter. Out. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. No, that could Yeah, be. she's getting coffee and she turns around. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sign, just like I know it's you, Peter Parker. <laughs> like I don't see how she didn't recognize the red lips, like when they kissed in the rain or yeah. whatever. Or like, when he's like, uh, I was in the neighborhood, or like, yeah, there are a couple things that he said. Yeah. He slips up. Spider-Man is he said when he's Peter Parker, and these are all minor things, though. I love this movie overall. You mentioned the kiss, so. What did we so think? hot? <laughs> I, you guys were when we were watching this. You guys like really stuck on that. I didn't mind it. I thought it was like a fun little addition thing. It, it just like went on for like a minute. It wasn't long enough. <laughs> <laughs> Peter just liked that Kristen Dunn's shirt was completely see through. No, I like the fact <laughs> that Mark didn't know that that was intentional. <laughs> I I don't think it was. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. It's was- called fan surface. What? Seeing Mary Jane Watson's nipples is fan service? <laughs> That's the definition of fan service. That's not what fan totally service is. is. Wait, oh, wait. That's Just... fan fiction. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think fan service is? Fan service is when they do something direct from the comics, like in your no. face. In <laughs> yeah, the nipples are in your face. Oh, my gosh. Everybody knows Mary Jane Watson does not have nipples in the comics, Peter. Okay, we're, we'll have Mark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You can you can go through all my Spider-Man comics and find me one Mary Jane Watson nipple, and I will give you a million dollars. Yeah, there's not, and then there's here because, yeah. 
how Peter, how would how I fix, would you it? fix it? I want I want Kingpin. I think Ooh. having Kingpin in here because there is no overarching like threat. So just have him approach Kingpin or Kingpin approach the Green Goblin about like something they could be doing together, and then it could even tie in with the second one of like what's going on there because Kingpin's incredible. Oh, I'd I like love to that, see that. Peter. I didn't even think about. It. I love that. Kingpin, so you know how Oscorp for some reason is in financial trouble? Yeah. Even after Quest is destroyed for Kingpin some reason? Kingpin comes in. Kingpin needs to say, I'll save Oscorp, you kill Spider-Man. There's got to be a reason why Kingpin wants Spider-Man gone, but that's incredible, Peter. Yeah. I'm really down for that. <sighs> it makes me so happy to see you smile like that at me. Well, as soon as you <laughs> said it, like Christmas lights went off my head. That's brilliant. <sighs> oh, yeah. I would love to see Kingpin in this. <laughs> how would i fix it uh we didn't ask you mark <laughs> Jeez. so that's our podcast <laughs> uh, be sure to follow us on twitter uh, <laughs> no i'm going to get mine i'm going to get mine uh i like peter's and i like zach's and i like john's <laughs> sucks john no i just all of them i think all of them no all of them really tie together well of like i think we pointed out some of the major like plot kind of failures of the movie of just osborne not really having any motivation it felt like we didn't get to see spider-man be spider-man enough kind of you know it tackled at this i'm gonna throw out an interesting possibly controversial choice space space <laughs> spider-man 20 20 is it 2099 was the one where he's in the future in like a weird planet? Doesn't what? matter. Yeah, because <laughs> that's not what you're gonna say. That's not what I was gonna say. <laughs> I'm gonna throw out. So Mary Jane Watson's a character. She dates Harry. She we didn't is. even we didn't talk about her and Harry's relationship and how there's no reason. Not worth. We're never yeah, given no a reason. Not, it's not worth talking about. about. Well, I just mean yeah. it's like we're Could never given a reason entirely. for them to date. But hear me out. So you have them date in the whole through the whole movie or whatever. I still it. like the idea of Mary Jane finding <laughs> out that uh, Peter Spider-Man. Uh, I think Gwen Stacy should have been in this movie, and I think Gwen Stacy should have died at the end of this movie. Like, I think that would have been another one-two punch. Again, this movie was going for a completely different tone, so I don't see them doing that. But if you have, after Peter becomes Spider-Man, Gwen Stacy was kind of that girl that always liked Peter for Peter, and then when he became really attractive, it was just a bonus. So their relationship was very was very nice. And so <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that would have been an interesting little add-on character. And then going into the second one, it could be the whole, can I be with MJ, knowing that I just, my last girlfriend just got iced. Um, Who would have killed her? What would have been the because the bridge scene at the end is uh, like the iconic scene where Gwen Stacy does die, and mm. in the comics it's really sad because I forgot, shoot, I forgot what the other thing was, but she gets thrown off the ledge, and Spider Man shoots a can't like get to her in time, so shoots a web to grab her, and then he's fighting the Goblin, comes back to her, and she's dead, and uh, her neck has been snapped. And he doesn't know if it was his web grabbing her that snapped her neck or if the goblin had already killed her before throwing her off. So he's left with this mm. like emotional guilt of, did I kill Gwen Stacy? Either way, I let her be in the situation she was. So I think that would have been a nice little, again, way too sad for what this movie was going for. But that would have been a nice little end to throw you know, at the end of this movie, going into the next one of Peter being so unsure about what his future is going to be. So, uh, you know, that's just my little possibly controversial throw in. Because, again, I, we, I bragged on the Amazing Spider-Man movies this entire podcast because they infuriate me. But how, like, how they treated the Gwen Stacy thing was insulting as well. Like, it just... Now, I actually think Emma Stone did the best out of all the people in that movie in terms of her acting and whatnot, but uh, I'm raging about that. But that, yeah, I think adding Gwen Stacy would be another little level of fun to this movie. But again, I'm going to go ahead and kick off the would you recommend it? I would highly recommend it. This is definitely worth your free time. In my opinion, it's super fun. It's going to be a lot more campy and hammy than you remember, but if you go into that embracing it, it's fun. It's just, and John, you said it best. It's a very nostalgic movie. Like, I don't know. 
it was fun. Zach, what about you? I'm about like midway. Like midway? Yes and no, because yeah, the, I think a lot of people who, who saw this back in 2002 saw it w- when they were either younger or it was like it was like the first superhero movie that they had really seen. And at that point, it, it was just like groundbreaking, as we talked about. So seeing it now, it, it was something where your expectations definitely need to be tempered, um, as as Mark said about sort of it's gonna be hammy, but um, it is not a bad watch. It's kind of long, but um, yeah, it, it's it's just worth the watch if you can understand what you're going in. Yeah, I definitely also want to add to mine that I think Spider-Man Two is superior to this. So that's out of the trilogy, out of the Ram- Sam Raimi trilogy. I definitely think two's better, but this is super fun and I really enjoy it. John, this was your movie of choice. Yeah, I, I think I said it best. It's kind of a nostalgia. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just agreeing with what you said, Mark. It's very fun. It's a good story. It's a good just superhero movie that you know you can sit back and enjoy. And um, like you guys have said, it is a little little cheesy, but if you can move past that, it's definitely worth your free time. Go watch it. I'm surprised you haven't watched it, listener <laughs> who's listening to this. Go watch it, Peter. Pull out your PlayStation 2, pop the DVD in there, and then when that's done, pop in uh, the Spider-Man game, give that another spin. I think it's worth your time. Ooh, Let's go back. Oh. I didn't expect that I didn't for either. some reason. Hot take. It's just fun. <laughs> wow. I get a lot. I, it <laughs> needs to be accompanied by uh, playing the game again. Though. Yeah. There's a new Spider-Man game. There is. I am, that was what I was thinking about this whole movie. I'm like, I am super pumped for the new Spider-Man game. <laughs> yeah. It's not been pre-ordered. Or has it? I don't know. I don't know. I pre-ordered it. I'm a monster. <laughs> I'm a monster. Oh, oh man. I <laughs> Sorry. We all, so we, I think we're all in agreement. This is definitely worth your free time. Well, you're kind of on the fence. Yeah. You just, just got to be in the right mood. Yeah. It's, the right it's, set of people. It's definitely a movie that I, I don't feel like I have to pay attention to. And not in yeah. a negative yeah. way. It's just like, like if I miss something, I know exactly what's going on. Yep. I will say... I will fast forward through the spider part at the very beginning. Uh, Not yeah. the him getting bit, it's but gross. the different. I'll be like, look at this spider. Look at this spider. This spider builds this web. I wonder. Fuck you, spider. Lingered too long. Yes. The one where it jumped from the other. I don't want to see yeah. it jump from one stick to another. That's terrifying. Were those train spiders? I don't. They need to I be dead really spiders. I was really wondering that. They were like circus the one, spiders. Yep. I hope the prop no crew. Rights. They went to the flea circus and got them. I hope yeah. the prop crew, when well, they, they were done filming the that, I hope they took those spiders <laughs> when they were done and they walked over to an incinerator and just chucked it in. They were like, thanks for being in the movie. Fuck you, spiders. Well, that's the thing. Spider-Man goes in, into the fucking burning building. Everyone knows you kill spiders with fire. Yeah, yeah you have to yeah. destroy it was destroy it with fire yeah yeah oh. burn down the house yeah. fake yeah. news <laughs> false <laughs> false flag false flag spider-man was a false flag yeah. oh my god yeah uh. uncle ben's not really dead it's <laughs> fake news aunt may's uncle ben yeah uh, we, we know we didn't talk about aunt may but she's very like boring bland. yeah she's yeah, bland she just is aunt may. i want her to die i prefer marissa <laughs> tomato as aunt may just saying yeah new aunt may the new new hot yeah anime. is that fan service yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you peter find me one nipple it's not one about mary jane nipple it's not the I'm, I'm gonna find you that and send it don't. to you <laughs> <laughs> listeners don't don't send me mary jane nipples okay please <laughs> i don't need that tmft podcast just slide into the dms <laughs> uh okay any final thoughts before we land this plane go watch spider-man 2 oh yeah <laughs> yeah watch spider-man 2 for sure uh, I'd also recommend Spider-Man Homecoming. Uh, I think it plays more to the more modern side of things. It's very, at least just how they handle technology, it's very more current generational. But uh would recommend that. Skip Spider-Man 3. Um, yeah, that's it. Uh, remember to reach us at tmftpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at tmftpodcast. Uh, I think next week... We might be trying for the uh, for the out of context, so uh, look out for that. Zach, if you found Mary Jane nipples, I don't want to see them. Okay. Uh, okay, we're gonna we'll see you guys next time. Clo- turn us off, Peter.